G'day guys and welcome to episode one of Better Than Seven. We're doing it. Woo! It's taken a while, but here we go. Guys, my name's Nick. Uh, I have started this little community, which will hopefully develop into a large community, to uh, challenge ourselves to see how much better we can be tomorrow compared to today. So it's a group designed to bring us together, ask questions, talk about stuff, offer suggestions on things you're trying, things you've tried that worked or failed. Because the fact is, somebody out there has done it. They've been through a terrible fall in their life, they've dusted themselves off, they've got back up and they've recovered and they're on their way to an extraordinary life. Somebody out there knows how to do it. We're just trying to find the unlock that fits us as individuals. And that's what I'm up to. I've tried a whole range of tools and resources and I'm continuing to grab whatever I can that finds my interest and suits my style, if you like. And that's what this whole podcast is about. Experimenting with how good we can be. Because after all, aren't we all aiming for an extraordinary life? I mean, if you were to score your life today, honestly, out of 10, what would you give yourself? 10 out of 10, is it perfect? Or a one out of 10, because it's a bit shit. It wasn't that long ago, 18 months, to be honest. I think the best I could score myself was a two out of 10. There were some pretty dark times and uh, took a lot of effort to get back up and, and get going again. But I'm doing it. And it's all resulted in developing this podcast. So Better Than Seven. If you want more information about it, check out the website www.betterthan7thenumber.com Plenty of tools and resources on there already. And we're going to keep developing it as we go. But this is episode one and guess what? It's all about me. My story. And my story is probably similar to most males out there, to be honest, where I just became the one-dimensional man. Work was everything. It was my identity. It was all I thought about. Couldn't switch off. I couldn't be present. Even on weekends, I'd be thinking what I should have done before the weekend and what I was going to do as soon as I got back. It was just... There was no way of living. But in a nutshell, I am the father of two fantastic kids... Harley and Scarlett, seven and nine years of age, and they are my reason why I'm trying to be a better person, a better dad, and uh, not pass on some of my beliefs or values that were wrong and not serving me. Um, dysfunctional beliefs, I think they call them. But a little bit more about that, probably in another episode. Um, back to who I am, I guess. I had an 18-year zoo career, started with Steve Irwin back in the day, I had some fantastic experiences in the in the zoo industry and uh, lots of great memories, lots of celebrity encounters, lots of pretty cool pictures. Um, but after 18 years I've left and, and recently moved into construction, which is really quite convenient because it allows me to pursue one of my passions, which is this podcast. Uh, 
I am uh, an amateur comedian. I've been mucking around with stand-up comedy because I've found that public speaking is really what I love. Uh, and that all stems from my zoo industry career where I used to stand in the, in the Crocosseum at Australia Zoo and spruik to the crowds about wildlife and um, found my talks were always on the comedy side of things rather than force-feeding environmental issues. It's more about having a laugh and connecting that way. So I've uh, delved into the old stand-up comedy. Public speaking's my thing too, so I'm a member of Toastmasters and really that's been the click for me. It's where I can be my authentic self, spill out some of my stories and, you know, it's amazing sometimes when you really tap into yourself and you tell your stories, you can see people melt in front of you because they can relate to your story. And there's just a, a magic connection right there and then. And that's what it's all about, connection. More about that in another episode. Uh, what else can I tell you about me? Um, love music. Music has always been part of my life. I've always mucked around with piano and guitar. Bought myself an electric drum kit recently. Um, and music's been a big motivator for me to get back up and get going again. Uh, so, again, check out the website. Check out some of the music. Um, it's going to be part of this podcast as well because really uh, I, I think there's a huge connection there with music, with males in particular, um, with hardcore heavy metal stuff, which is what I love. Rock on, baby. Um, so to my story, I guess, like I said, I became a one-dimensional man. I threw everything into my career. Work was it. Uh, it had to work because uh, I guess that was my values, values and beliefs or my blueprint that stemmed from my parents and grandparents is that males are the breadwinners. You go to work, you work yourself to the bone, you reward yourself at the end of the day with a couple of beers, you buy your toys like motorbikes, tractors, I bought a farm. Um, but you protect your job and it was it's your identity, it's who you are. But what I realised is you're so much more than your job. It didn't, it took obviously um, a total collapse for me to realise that at the time my work was everything. Every, everything else in my life was second. Wife, kids, my own hobbies and interests, my family, my friends. God, even my own health was way off in the distance. And really that's where it all culminated in health issues. Um, you know, I had really shit routines. I was rolling out of bed late, always hitting the snooze button. Just chuck on my clothes to get to work on time and forget about breakfast. I'd be out the door. Didn't even have time to say goodbye to the kids or the wife. You know, get to work and I'd have a muffin and a coffee because that's all. I didn't pack any lunch. Um, you know, the boys would say, come down for a beer after work. And, yeah, all right, sounds like a good idea. There goes time with the kids in the afternoon. You're tired when you get home. You've got no energy to play or even help around the house. You're really just waiting for everyone to go to bed so you can have another beer, turn on the TV and and just let all your shit thoughts drift off into the distance. And you did that day after day. It was Groundhog Day. I um, 
spoke about this with men's groups in America because I struggled to find anything here in Australia. But they term that as the drift. We get stuck in this cyclic pattern that it just seems like that's what you do. Time just disappears. Five years are gone. Ten years are gone. And where have you gone? Nowhere. Backwards, probably, because your health's deteriorated and you've built and you've built your body around as a tool for making money and probably got yourself in financial debt because you keep topping up with new house, new cars, new toys. It was, um, like I said, it all culminated in health issues for me. I started having restless sleeps. So I started dreaming about dying. Like, I'm a really positive guy. I never thought about dying before. Uh, and, you know, I started having heart palpitations or heart flutters. I ended up going and having an MRI, had blood tests, checked it all out. I was fine. The diagnosis, of course, was I was stressed. I had anxiety. And uh, I had high blood, high cortisol levels in my blood, which meant I was going to go grey, goddammit, 40 years old. Um, and so I decided to stop, which was the dumbest thing ever. I got the shits because I thought, I'm the only one doing all the work here. Everyone else is riding my coattails. All my colleagues at work, because I was a supervisor, um, I was manager actually, um, and it was all of my hard work that was getting them more hours at work, um, keeping them in their jobs. You know, I was trying to maintain a hundred acre farm. No one else was helping me with it. I was just running myself into the ground. Anyway, I got the shits with everybody and said, let's see what happens when I stop. I'll teach them a lesson. Well, I found out that obviously there are, there's only two directions in life. You're either going forwards or going backwards. There's no pause button. There's no sit down and rest for a while because life just runs you over. <clears throat> and that's exactly what happened. Life just bowled me over repeatedly. Um, it all eventuated in obviously me separating with my wife. Um, which is a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. It, take, it took a year and a half before we finally separated and stopped living under the same roof. And, um, you know, that process affected me in all kinds of ways. I, uh, I became socially anxious. Like I, I could feel that I was this negative force on everyone. And I tried to avoid everyone, so I withdrew from the world. Um, and I really did become this negative infection. I could see it, I could feel it, and it was horrible. Um, it all, at that point, it was like, we've got to separate. We tried counselling, we couldn't resolve our position that we were in. And for the kids' sake, it was better if we separated and tried to be better individuals. And that's what we did. Uh, basically, I threw myself into the fire, if you like, because my ex-wife now wanted to pursue a career in a different town, um, and I just said, let's do it. This is the opportunity to move on 
and uh, break ties. So I, at that point, I lost my career, my friends, my family, my house, my kids. I stopped living with them. Everything just disappeared. And I crashed. I was the shell of a man. I was, well, I didn't know who I was. For three days, I laid on a bed, just in the fetal position. I couldn't move. I didn't know, didn't want to go out and face the world. I didn't even want to eat. I was just in that darkness, trying to find who I actually was. And I did. Um, you know, it's in those dark times that you truly do find yourself. And I found that I was just trying to live up to everybody else's expectations. None of what I was actually doing was what I wanted for myself. I didn't love myself. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I should have known that because I'd been avoiding looking at myself in the mirror for years. But um, I think for us guys, it's not until we crash completely that we actually look at ourselves. We don't take the time to sit down and really consider all of what we're doing. We're playing the short game. Just grab, grab, grab what you can real quick. Enjoy it. Quick pleasures. Beers for the boys. Gambling. Um, buy toys to make yourself feel better. We don't think about the long game. Where do you end up when you're 10, 15 years down the track? And um, certainly that crash just changed my view of everything. So I've rebuilt myself. Been listening to a lot of Tony Robbins. I've done courses with Tony Robbins, Jordan Peterson. Self-authoring was fantastic for me, like writing down your past history. So I found that I love writing, digging up all of those, all of the crap that you've put under the rug. And we all do it. We've all got skeletons in the closet. It's not until you actually write it down and deal with it that you get it out there. Now I've been talking about it. Which is even better. Like when it first started, it used to break down in tears. Just trying to muster up the courage to talk about it. But now I find strength in it. I can talk about my problems that I've had in the past. And I know that it's going to help somebody else out there. I know it's going to resonate with somebody. Something's going to click and hopefully it helps trigger them to stop and look at themselves. To think about their choices and consider their life and, and what direction they're going in. Because, um, well, so in my rebuild phase, obviously parenting was a huge thing. It was like, at one stage there when I was the shell of a man laying on a bed, I was like, I've got nothing to teach my kids. There is nothing of me that I want to teach because everything I know is wrong. Like, I've got nothing to offer. Not only my kids, but the world at that stage. And, you know, that obviously that's totally wrong. But I've rebuilt myself and, and know that I've got so much wisdom to offer my kids. And that's the key, is that I want to pass on my wisdom as my legacy, not my childhood traumas and all the shit that I've been carrying around, which is what the majority of us do. We pass on our bitter, resentful view of the world to our kids. So it's no wonder they're all messed up. So it led me down the fathering path, which is 
when I joined I'm a volunteer for the Fathering Project, a fantastic organisation. COVID's obviously slowing it down at the moment, but hopefully once it all clears up, we'll be boosting it all up again here on the East Coast. But it was it was started by a doctor over in Western Australia, and he had the unfortunate task of diagnosing men with terminal lung cancer, lung disease. So he'd sit at the end of the bed with them and say, I'm sorry, but you haven't got long left. Enjoy your time with your family and friends. And He said they all said the same thing. They'd break down and say, oh my God, what have I done for myself? I wasted all my life just trying to earn money at this damn job. I haven't seen anything of my kids. That's what we all do as males. That's what I was doing, the one-dimensional man. Just flogging myself. I haven't seen anything of my kids growing up so disappointing so that regret which is what it is is what I'm trying to avoid I'm making a conscious effort to try and set myself up so I can be more of an active part of my kids lives because as men we We're idols to our kids. Our boys follow us in our footsteps and our daughters look at us as the type of man that they want to meet in the future for themselves. And you know, and I thought about that. Here I was drinking and gambling most days, most nights. That's not what I want to pass on to my kids. I didn't want to be this bitter, resentful asshole that hated the world, passed that on to my kids. So I'm changing that. I flipped the script on all of that. Uh, and that's what this is all about. I found um, tools and resources to rebuild myself, find my true values and beliefs. I've uh, stepped out of my dad's shadow, a huge step for me. Um, because again, he was my idol. And I'm not pissing on my dad. He's a fantastic bloke, but different generation, different era, different blueprints. And it's time to find our own blueprints in this current world we live in, which is so fast-paced that if you're not looking after yourself, you're not studying and investing in yourself for personal growth, then you're going to get left behind. And that's what this little community is about. Just chucking out tools and resources to be better dads, better men, better fathers, better individuals. It's just time to have a crack, boys. Through my uh, affiliation with some of the groups that I've joined and, and discussion groups about personal growth, I found that it's not only guys, it's women as well. We're all falling down the same trap here. We're all going down the same path. So whoever wants to jump on board, this isn't a community just for dads. It really did start out as single dads like myself, uh, a, a, um, a platform for those guys to, to get together and start talking about how you can still be an active part of your kids' lives even though 
really as single dads, you feel like you've been kicked out. You're the you're the problem. You're the issue, and it's best you stay away and keep your distance because that's how it feels. So it's not just about single dads. It's for everybody, women included. Um, the more the merrier. So really. This is about talking to others, getting together, talking uh, about what works, what doesn't work, and finding accountability in that. Um, which is what I've done the whole way through my journey. You know, I made ridiculous promises to my kids, um, but I've been following through with them. And I said that I'd try and be the best version of myself that I've ever been, which was when I was 20 years old. So, man, I had to start running again. Started going back to the gym. I became a vegetarian. Nothing's easy. That's what I'm going to say right now. It's all an effort. It takes effort. Um, and that's the other thing. I think previously, my old self, I was chasing comfort. That was my goal, that was my purpose, was just to get paid more money so I could buy more creature comforts, more toys, and really the end goal was early retirement, I think. You know, if I can acquire enough money, I can finish work early, and sit down, relax, have margaritas on the beach every day, and play with the kids. That doesn't work. Imagine drinking a margarita every day for a year or even. You'd be fat, sunburnt, and a mess. So anyway, my purpose is to really redefine what it is to be a male. For me. My blueprint was, I said, work flat out. Have a couple of beers to celebrate. Play sport. When there's so much more to us than that. Like I said, I found that I love writing. I haven't written since I was in school. I found that I love public speaking. I haven't done that since I was in... Well, I did it as a job. So really, my underlying passion was public speaking. It was masked by my job. Like, I thought wildlife was my passion. Well, I still love animals, but it was more about the connection with people, talking to people about the animals that I loved most. Uh, so I'm avoiding being that negative node, negative infectious person again. So again, that's a motivation for me. I don't ever want to go back to being that negative person again. I just want to be a positive version, and that is, like I said, when I talk about my problems, my past issues, and even today, my problems that I have on a daily basis. People relate to it. People want authentic. We don't want bullshit stories anymore of how oh, fucking, I was born an Instagram model, look at me, look at all the stuff I've got. We don't want that anymore. We want the real hardship stories. Because that's what life is. It's fucking hard. Uh, so, 